if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That's from the book of 1 John. The question is, are you walking in the light? And if you're not, how can we get you there? This is the Another Chance Daily Devotional. Thanks for joining me. I'm Brian Sussman. I am really excited about this daily devotional, and I hope at the end of the day you will be as well. Let's focus on the book of 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-10. through 10. This is John writing, and he says, This is the message we have heard from him, Jesus, and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. There is so much to unpack from this little treasure, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. It's a scripture that I quote often from this passage. He, Jesus, is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I say this to myself often. And I'm saying it to those of you who are dogged by a particular sin by a particular behavior, something that you don't like and you want to get rid of it. You're, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. How about that? You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you're done with it. Friends, this is real easy. It's a matter of repentance. It's a matter of confessing your sin don't deceive yourself any longer. Confess your sin and allow his truth to come inside you. Because again, if we confess our sins, he is faithful. He will do this. He will forgive you. And he is just to do this. He will forgive you. He will forgive you of your sins and purify you from all unrighteousness. And again, going on, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. Why did he die on a cross? That vicious, horrid death, why did he do that? He did it for you. He did it for me. He did it, did it so our sins could be and would be forever forgiven. Sins past, sins present, and sins future. That is a mind blower. This isn't cheap grace. This isn't where you can go about and sin and then come to the Father and repent. No, 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 no. This is about getting a complete overhaul of your operating system. We want to have fellowship with him because he is the light. I'm reminded of another scripture. My wife brought this to my attention this morning. It comes to us from Matthew chapter 15, and, 
And interestingly, John, the guy who wrote that passage I just read, is in this particular passage as well. And in Matthew 17, it's sometimes called the transfiguration passage. But my wife was commenting this morning on how what we're a part of here on planet Earth is, is almost an illusion. It's, it's not as real as heaven, if you will. And her point was, we are so close to heaven. I talked about this in another devotional. I remember watching my mother die. She was very ill. She was in a hospital. And we were all aware that she was soon to breathe her last. And just prior to her, uh, her death, she had accepted, finally accepted Jesus as Lord. So I was, I was very pleased to know that when she finally did expire, she would instantly be before Jesus Christ. That, that's amazing to me. And I remember as, as I was watching her finally take that last peaceful breath, because she died very peacefully, as I watched her take that last breath, I thought to myself, wow, right this moment, she's before Jesus. It's mind-bending. I can't wrap my arms around that, but at that moment in time, it was as close as I will ever be to heaven. Now, maybe this will happen again someday with another loved one, and I'll witness their death. But at that moment in time, when you witness the death of a saint, we are this close to being in the presence of God. It's, it's incredible. Let me go to Matthew 17, because this is what my wife was referring to. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John. That's John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before him. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. And then there appeared before him Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. <laughs> and then typical Peter, you know, it's, it's at a point where James and John are silent. They're speechless, as most of us would be. <laughs> but there's Peter. He's not speechless. I mean, this, this is the humanity of Peter. And he says to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, we will put up three shelters, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped all of them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. And when Peter, James and John heard this, boom, they fell faceward to the ground, terrified. And then Jesus touched them and said, get up, don't be afraid. And then when they looked up, they saw no one but Jesus. Think about this. They were allowed to see heaven in the flesh. Because Moses and Elijah, these just aren't characters from a book written a long, long time ago. These were real people 
and our real people who are in heaven right now. Right now. There's, there's a thin veil between us and heaven. And I witnessed that with my mother's passing, just a thin veil. But I couldn't get on the other side. These brothers were allowed to see what's on the other side. And is it no wonder then that they became so bold for the gospel? And is it no wonder then we have John writing in 1 John 5 through 10, 1 John 1, 5 through 10, he says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Oh my God, they had fellowship at that moment with people in heaven. So I'm just asking you, do you want to know him better? If you want to know him better, it's a matter of laying your sins down at his feet and then repenting and then asking his Holy Spirit to come inside you and fill you up and then... (laughs) There's a lot of and thens here. And then walk in the truth. Walk in the truth. A beautiful scripture I'm reminded of is from Psalm 103. Oh, how I love the New Testament. And I love the Old Testament. The Old Testament is, of course, (laughs) the original writings. The New Testament reveals to us what's in the Old Testament. But when you parse it carefully, everything, everything I believe, everything you believe is found in that that Jewish Bible, the Old Testament. Psalm 103, verses 8 through 12. The Lord is, is compassionate, and he's gracious, and he's slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. I need to reread this. At least for me, I need to reread this. Maybe you want to hear it again as well. The Lord is compassionate and gracious and slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. I think some of you need to hear that this morning. He's not going to treat you as your sins deserve. He's not going to repay you according to your iniquities. He wants you to walk in the light as he is the light. He wants you to have fellowship with him. Let me continue here. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. I go back to that question. What's what's eating you? What's dogging you? What's, What's bothering you? What is it about your life that you know you need to lay down at the feet of Jesus? 
We're going to pray about that in just a moment, but I'm reminded of a song. I believe it's by Ron Canoli. It's it's an oldie but goodie. And the lyrics are just so powerful. I will come and bow down at your feet, Lord Jesus. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. There is nothing, there was no one who compares to you. I take pleasure in worshiping you, Lord. Let's take a position of, of worship right now, wherever you are, may whatever you may be doing. Let's bow our heart towards him and allow me to pray. And, and you, you pray as well. You pr- listen and pray in your spirit. Lord Jesus, there is nothing, there is no one who compares to you. No one can forgive me of my sins. You are the only one. I desire to have fellowship with you, Lord. I desire to walk in your light. I desire to be purified by you. Oh, Lord, the truth is I'm a sinner. I don't want to deceive myself. I want the truth to be in me head to toe. And therefore, I confess my sins because I know you're faithful and just to forgive me of all my sins and purify me from all the garbage in my life. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, Lord. I want all of you, all of you. And I pray this in the name of the one who said, I am the way, truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me, everyone, on these daily devotions. I really appreciate you participating. If, in fact, you're enjoying these, I I hope that you'll share these links with a friend, wherever you may be listening to these podcasts. Just share this opportunity with a friend, and, and let's draw closer to him together. God bless you. And God have mercy on the United States of America.